Greetings, folk. My name is Nick Spoo Engel, and today I'm going to be reading out of a book by Emily Foreman entitled We Died Before We Came Here. That title comes out of a scripture in the Bible in Galatians chapter uh, 2, verse 20, which says, I've been crucified with Christ, and it's um, no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God or by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and delivered himself up for me. I'm reading chapter 2 entitled The Dangerous Prayer. Break my heart, God. Break my heart with things that break your heart. It's a dangerous prayer to pray. It's always I sorry, I'd always had a clear understanding that people needed the gospel, but having seen that need firsthand, I was overwhelmed by the enormity of the task. I wanted to go everywhere, tell everyone about the love and sacrifice of Christ. Meet every need, but I couldn't. I was one tiny human being on a globe full of lost and broken people. Yet I knew that God had a purpose for my life, for my marriage, and for my family. After we'd returned to the States, I decided to enroll in a course on cross-cultural ministry. Stephen joined our ministry organization in the administration's department where his administrative skills would be put to good use. A few weeks ago, sorry, a few weeks into school, a man from the Navigators came to share with us about reaching out to the Muslim world. I wish I could have heard this man before our outreach in North Africa. As we talked, sorry, as he talked about the beliefs and worldview of Muslims, the things I had seen and heard in the women's prison started to make sense. As he went on to explain the values of Muslim society and the struggles of Muslim women, I couldn't take notes fast enough. God was answering my prayer with a crushing conviction. As I felt his heart breaking over these women, my heart broke too. I sensed that he had been preparing my soul soil during those weeks in the women's prison. I'd been given a snapshot of Muslim women all over the world suffering injustice at the hands of Islamic patriarchal society. All of them were in a prison of some form, physical, mental, spiritual, or all three. And because of their fatalistic view of Allah's will, they had little hope even of seeing the injustice for what it was. My passion was ignited. I had finally found my purpose. As I shared my revelation with Stephen that evening, a broad grin spread across his face. I know we've been praying together about it, but what I didn't tell you is that God's been speaking pretty loud and clear 
to me for a while now. He said, excitement seeping out through his voice. I just wanted you to hear from the Lord yourself so I wouldn't be the one putting ideas in your head. Oh yeah? And what ideas would those be? I gave him a puzzled smile. Well, I've known we're called to minister to Muslims ever since we went to North Africa. I even told one of the leaders about it while we were there. I prodded Stephen playfully. So much for marital transparency, huh? But neither of us could stop smiling. God had answered our prayers. But where exactly would he point the compass? The country in North Africa where God first introduced me to the need of Muslim women was at the very bottom of my list of possibilities. It had been so hard, so overwhelming, and it had very little to offer my children. And besides, people need to hear about Jesus in other more developed Muslim countries too, right? Within the next few months, we'd narrowed down our target destination to somewhere else in the vicinity of North Africa or the Middle East. Where would be the best place for a family with small children? God wouldn't send us somewhere we couldn't push a stroller, surely, I told myself. We were anxious to get our plans in place, so scrambling for new ideas, we emailed the North Africa Regional Directors for our, of, sorry, for our training company and explained our desire to be placed where our experience and credentials would be most useful. We were convinced that if we simply made ourselves available, the Lord would place us where He wanted us. We received a reply within minutes. Have you considered the country in North Africa where you were recently? We looked at each other. You realize this is risky business, right? I asked Stephen. Yes, he said with a slow nod. I've given that a lot of thought and prayer. The Lord keeps bringing me back to Galatians 2.20. And I've come to the conclusion that if we've already died to ourselves and the life we have in Christ now is eternal, and ultimately, what is there to lose? It was suddenly so clear. This was the place God had had in mind all along. He'd gotten us both to acknowledge it while we were there, and we'd explained it away, vainly trying to find our own alternative. As the truth sunk in, I felt God's absolute peace descend on my heart. We didn't have to think about it very long. Five minutes later, we sent our reply. Another yes laid on the table. The door started opening immediately. Lucia, our fearless team leader who headed up an NGO in the country, was planning to go home to Brazil to study law. With Stephen's business administration background, he fit the open post of NGO director perfectly. Within a week, we had the go-ahead. This whirlwind brought, in, brought us relief and immense excitement. 
We would aim to be in North Africa by July of the following year.